What's going on, y'all? And welcome to Confidence. Uh, so on today's podcast, I'm going to do a couple things. Number one, I want to tell you about kind of a weird job I used to have back in the day, and I have some updates based on me dying. That sounds weird, but you're going you're gonna to figure it out. Uh, the second thing is I'll give you a little update on my life, kind of where I'm at, where I'm at in my mental space. Um, and then the, the name of this podcast is Why Do Men? So, you know, I asked my audience and I said, finish the sentence. Why do men blank? So what we're going to do is we're going to look at um, what people put in and, you know, questions they had around men. I've been creating a lot. I've been just doing a lot of things that make me happy. Waking up, reading, eating healthy, going to the gym. I really am enjoying this part of my life. And I guess just a little bit of catch up. Uh, in terms of like, you know, my, my relationship situation, I haven't slept with anybody since Labor Day, which was, you know, the girl that was long distance. Um, and truly that's, that's been amazing. Like really now that I've taken the focus off of that, it's almost like it's insane. I, I didn't realize how much time I think I was really wasting just like talking to people, flirting, and just fucking around when it was really nonsense. To be honest, you know what the biggest difference is or the biggest change is? I feel like, do you know how like when you meet somebody and you kind of just know that you're not going to date them? It could be little things. Like for instance, I did that car vlog where I picked up that girl at the, at the car street light. Like, don't get me wrong, beautiful girl. But I added her on Instagram and when I added her, I realized that she was still in college. And immediately in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to date you. I'm, you know what I mean? We are, we are in two different, you know, spaces of life. I don't care how beautiful you are. So like back in the day, if I was just a sex haver, right, which is what I was doing before, which is fine, right? I'm going to be a dog and we're going to get into the men, you know, thought process. But back in the day, it's like, maybe I would have entertained that. You know what I mean? Maybe I would have entertained BS conversations that I know that first off, you're not anywhere near the life experience that I have. So it's kind of BS, right? I know I'm bullshitting you. And yeah, let's say hypothetically we met up, we banged. I mean, first off, she's an adult, right? If she's 21, I mean, it is what it is, right? Like I, I understand that's not the greatest, but that's just the reality, right? Is that's the, that's the shit. I mean, and, and, and you could sit here and you could question, be like, well, a lot of women are like, oh, that's fucked up. Like a 21 year old with a 30 year old, that's fucked up. It's like, bro, first off, y'all were doing it when you were 21. So I don't want to hear that, number one. But number two, it's like, this is just, that's just the world. You know what I mean? Like sex is a is a dominating factor uh, in our society. And, and to be honest, if two consenting people want to fucking do that, uh, to be honest, I, I there's no judgment. There really is not. Now for me personally, I, I just understand that like, yes, okay, let's say I, I finagle that into sex, right? And we do that. And, and that's what I'm saying. I've done it this year. Did I not? Like earlier in the year with like a girl that was like 22, 23. Same deal. Where I'm like, the reason I'm spending so much time on you is literally just to make you feel comfortable enough that we can have this casual relationship. Now, I'm being honest about that. I'm not lying about that. But even in me being honest about it, right? Let's just say hypothetically, I'm like, yo, listen, I'm not looking for anything like that. I just want to have sex. And then she's down. Okay, so we do it, right? We go, we hang out, spend a lot of time together, smoke some weed, fuck. But like, really, what what has that interaction really given me for the long term? 
And I guess that's kind of where I'm at in my life right now, where it's like that, that's what I'm saying is like, now that I'm not just like fucking people just for attraction, um, and just for the fun of it, I mean, again, it depends on what era of your life you're in. And, and honestly, again, there's a lot of people that really do just enjoy that. And to say that I don't enjoy that is so, that's not true. Of course, of course, like, bro, I, I literally talked to this girl at the gym also, same deal, like college, but like, bro, super fuck, super fucking hot. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, like that shit would feel good for me to fucking dominate you in the bedroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that sounds like a good time to me. That sounds like a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like, is there really a point of a roller coaster? No, you're on, you're off, you get the thrill and you, and you call it a day. It's the same fucking thing sometimes when it comes to sex, right? Like, yeah, that shit's like six flags, you know, <laughs> like I'm down for that, of course. But I think what I'm realizing is, is like, okay, think about this. If you're trying to build something great and you're trying to do something great with your life, how many times can you really go to six flags? How many times can you really spend your money and spend your time and spend your energy on something that maybe is not, um, you know, anything for your long-term success or your long-term happiness. And I think that's the biggest difference for me is switching that mindset from, yes, will I have fun with this? Yes. Yes. Are they nice people? Can I still enjoy the moment? Yeah, I could. But am I making a choice that is for my short-term pleasure and not for my long-term happiness? Absolutely. And I just need to recognize that and be conscious of that. And I think that's why I went celibate. People ask me like, why'd you do that? Why do you stop like sleeping with people? Because I'm like, when I was just fucking to fuck, like I was wasting a lot of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't see it as wasting a lot of time, but now I'm just using my time with more consciousness, right? I'm being able to build something that is going to last me forever, right? If I build this business and I make my money and I get financial freedom, I mean, who knows? Maybe I will start sleeping with people and getting on the roller coasters again. You know what I mean? Maybe I will just, you know, just have casual relationships. But the other thing too is I'm realizing it's like, yo, I also want that long-term gratification and happiness from a real relationship too, right? Where like I could actually build with somebody that I actually care about. That That's somebody that I truly respect where they are in their life that is super confident, that is just like, amazing and, and fun and beautiful. And I understand that that's not always just going to last forever. Like that energy, right? That funness. But, but the reality is if I pick the right partner and I find the right person that also feels the same way that I do, you know, can really be focused on her long-term can really be grinding and passionate and not giving her time to these short-term bullshit relationships in her life. I'm going to highly respect that. And, and honestly, that's really what I'm looking for at the end of the day, you know? Um, and I guess what my point is, is like, I'm just making that switch from short-term pleasures to long-term happiness. Um, and life has truly been amazing because of that, right? It's like, it really is nice to make those good choices. I mean, it's anything in life, right? I mean, think about drugs, think about a night partying, think about any of that stuff. Again, in the moment, great. But I've done a lot of that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm 30, right? I, you know, I, I talked to my friend earlier. He's like 20 years old. He calls me up. He's like, bro. He's like, I had my first threesome. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, I'm fucking hype for you, dog. Like, yeah. You know, I'm fucking in there. I love that. You know, I, I, I love hearing stories of people like living their life and fucking and doing their thing and going and doing drugs. To be honest, I'm not against those things. I'm actually pro doing those things. Do those things. You know, live your life. Enjoy the moment. Get on the roller coaster. 
But for, you know, other people, if you're in a different era of your life, or maybe you're just at the point in your life where you want to focus more on your long-term happiness, then the choice is in front of you, right? If you want to do something great with your life, you have the choices in front of you, which is buckle down, stop fucking around with people that don't really, you know, lift you up or inspire you. And you're going to make a lot more progress than the person that is, you know, fucking and doing drugs and fucking off and not really doing much other than doing things that are short-term pleasures. Because the other thing too is some of those short-term pleasures also come with a little bit of a short-term cost, right? Maybe it's a hangover, maybe maybe it's anxiety, right? You're also paying a price in that way. So I just found that I feel really good when I'm focused on those things that are truly meaningful over the long term. Um, and I think that's where I've been living my life really is really trying to spend time with people that, I don't know, light me up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I hung out with Jim Crush a, a good amount. Honestly, I'm really vibing with Jim Crush a lot. Um, she's really a cool girl. Um, she's a little weird and I'll be honest with you. I, I do feel a little bit of like age on her, but I do see the foundation of somebody that, um, can be really, really dope. Um, you know, good looking girl in the gym, like cares about herself, like, you know, takes care of herself, all that stuff. I mean, even therapist friend, uh, Benita, who is on the podcast, right? Awesome fucking person. Been hanging out with her a lot. She's introducing me to new people, new things. Um, I just feel really clean right now. I, I, that's the best way to really describe it is I feel really good. I, I've been working with so many amazing people too. That That's the other great part of it as well is because I've been focusing more on my work, I've been, you know, hiring more people. I've got a new assistant. Um, and it's just, it feels like everything is starting to come together because I've made that focus, um, you know, on my long-term happiness. Now, here's the other thing. Let's talk about sex really quick. What's also wild is I've, you know, my new thing is I don't want to nut. And the only way I'm going to nut is if I don't fantasize and not watching pornography. So I don't know if you guys understand what that means is the only way I'm supposed to nut is going to be through sex with somebody that I really like on an emotional level or by self-pleasure that does not require a mental fantasy. Now, I was backed up, backed up. I hadn't nutted in, I want to say like two weeks. I started getting a little crazy. I was, I was going a little stir crazy. I felt it. Um, and the way that I started noticing it was bro, like when I'm at the gym or when I'm doing stuff, yo, I had such an inclination to try to pick up women. Oh my God. Like, I can't even tell you that one week that I posted a car vlog video where me picking up the girl's Instagram, I'm not joking. I probably got four in four days. And it's because you just have that nut energy of just like, yo, I need to talk to a woman. <laughs> and when you're, when you're nutless, you know, you just don't have that drive, right? It's kind of like, you know, when, when you, when you've nutted, it's like, all right, cool. I don't need to go out and get, I don't need to hunt or gather. You know what I mean? I need to, I could just chill. I don't need to do shit, right? I already got my nut. But like when, when that shit is backed up, bro, you're on another level. And honestly, I think it's really helped me with work too, to be honest. I'm gonna keep it real. The creativity, the energy is just so much higher uh, without nutting. But anyways, that one fucking day, right, that I didn't nut, uh, well, the 14 days, I, I, was, I was backed up and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking try it. I'm gonna try to self-pleasure without fantasizing or looking at pornography. It took me a little while to like just go and 
the process was like this. It was like, you know, I'm just sitting there. I don't want to explain me jerking off. <laughs> this is ridiculous, but fuck it. I feel like it's important. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on my bathtub, not my bathtub. I have a nice tile shower, you know, I'm rich as fuck. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I have a nice shower. Anyways, I'm sitting on the, <laughs> the floor of my shower. Um, and, you know, I'm just playing with myself a little bit. But what I realized is, you know, if you do it that way where you can't fantasize and think about the opposite sex and you're supposed to just think about the moment, it's very hard. It's very hard to get aroused, especially when you're doing it your whole life that way, right? I'd be looking at girls, fucking Instagrams, porn, whatever it is. You know what I mean? I'm looking at a whole bunch of shit and fantasizing and be like, ooh, they're titties. And then I'm, you know what I mean? Boom. But like, no, this time it was about like just trying to feel the senses of your body, like the fingertips, the tip <laughs> of everything, right? And you really got to go slow. That's the only way it actually works is because... In order to feel it, you kind of need to be like more like sensual. And it sounds weird as fuck. I'm telling you, it, it was strange for me. Uh, but long story short, it, you know, eventually I got going um, nice and slow, nice and slow. And then I also noticed that there's like a breathing technique to it as well, right? Like you have to take like these deep breaths in and almost like force the air into your dick. <laughs> it almost felt like I was blowing up. You know, like one of those string balloons. You know what I mean? I was I was using the air. I was like, like you're like, you're taking those like deep breaths and you're going right into your nads. And, you know, you're just doing that heavy. And then you start getting into it like deep breaths. And then next thing you know, boom. Yo. I, I'm not going to lie. I exploded. Like, it, it, I'm going to tell you, it kind of looked like, I'm not, I'm not joking. It almost looked like I peed. Like, that's how much of it was coming out. It was just straight, like, liquids. You know what I mean? Like, straight, whoosh, whoosh, like, huge, huge. <laughs> that had to be the one, one of the biggest loads I've loaded in, in I don't know when. But I felt incredible. I was like, damn. But then, honestly, the next day, I felt the, the, the lack of the nut in me. And I was like, damn. I'm kind of disappointed. So now I'm, I'm reloading again. I think I'm on like day three or four. Uh, but I think I'm going to do this for the rest of my life um, and not really look at that shit because honestly, what's happening now is like back in the day, like bro, girls be sending me shit. Let's be honest. Like bro, girls be sending me wild shit. Like yes, daddy. Or like just straight up. Like I'm not joking. If you open up my DMs, I've got a bunch of ass pics. I'll get titty pics every once in a while. And even in girls' Instagram stories. You know what I mean? Like, girls be posting some provocative ass shit. Like, bro, her fucking juicy ass in a bikini. You should see my fucking Explore page. It's disgusting. You know what I mean? But but now that I've not... I've, I've stopped, like, sexualizing, like, my life, it's so different. Like, when I see that stuff now, I'm like, I ignore it. Like, now I have the ability to not react... In a, in a primal way, back in the day, yo, if I saw my fucking hot-ass neighbor walking outside, I mean, I still look, you know what I mean? I'm like, I was like, oh, she fucking sexy. But back in the day, I'd be like, oh my God, her ass. And I'd run upstairs, pull, pull out pornography, and bust a nut. That That's what I'm trying to say. He's like, yo, you catch a guy slipping on Instagram, you, you don't even know what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? So I'd say long story short is this is it's freed up a lot of my time to 
just not put any emphasis on that aspect. And also now it's like, again, and I go back to my original point was this is when I meet somebody or get their Instagram or connect with them. And then I recognize you're either not in my age range or there's something about you that I'm just like, you know, it's an automatic. No, maybe it's, I don't know what it might be, but there's automatic no's for me. Again, age is a big thing. Um, your lifestyle is a big thing. Like if I, if I see like a bunch of drinking all the time on your story, I'm like, you know, I'm done. Um, it's just not my vibe. Uh, but you know, now I, what I could do is, is I could take that and instead of hitting you up and, and doing all these things, all I do is just, I say, okay, that person's not for me. It's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even that girl, like I said, I picked up on uh, by the car, like, yo, like she's still beautiful. I'm like, oh, I'll like her like Instagram stories and stuff just to be like, oh, you know, you're cute, but I'm not going to talk to you. I didn't even DM her. You know what I mean? I didn't even send a, a DM to her. Uh, honestly, a couple of the people that I got their Instagram, I didn't, I didn't even send DMs to the other girl that I got and it was the same thing, right? Like college vibe. I'm not going to fucking sit there and have a, a conversation with you. I already know what time it is. You know what I mean? And you might be cool, but what, I mean, really, really like, what is it about for me? It, for me, it's about your titties. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a hundred. Like that's really what it is. And, and that's the thing is I just recognize that at this part of my life, I'm, I'm I need to put that aside. You know, and especially if I want something real, right? Like it's got to be deeper than that. Yes. Do I got to find you attractive like that? Definitely. But you got to have all the other pieces. And, and what's nice is, is again, is just taking my time with people, um, feels really fucking good. So I'd say long story short is this been hustling my ass off. Uh, haven't been sleeping with people. Um, don't really have a specific romantic interest right now. I have a bunch of girl space friends that I've been hanging out with that, I'm just kind of dating. To be honest, it feels like just real dating without any of the sex or kissing or whatever it is. Um, yeah, life's been, like I said, I, I can't understate how clean, how consistent, and how good things have really been. Oh, and one last thing I want to mention before we get to the questions for the day. So uh, I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends about death. And I don't know how it kind of came up. But I was just like talking to her about, um, I don't know if it was like funerals or something like that, but I totally forgot. I never mentioned this to anybody, but I don't know if I told anybody, but I used to work in a funeral home. I don't know if y'all know that, but like I used to be the guy, I used to go put a suit on, you know, you go to your wake for like your aunt or your grandma or your fucking somebody, right? You know, you go do the whole thing. Everybody's there. They're crying. You know, the guys that take the coffin out of the of the funeral home and into the hearst, uh, that was me. I put the coffin on my shoulders. Like this is some good fella shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm an Italian from New York with an uncle that owns a funeral home, and we used to move dead bodies from the the funeral home into the the car, right into the church, and from the church. Uh, to the burial site. Um, so I would have to wear a suit. I show up, I put the coffin on my shoulder with another eight guys and we walk it out and then we put it in the car. Uh, and then we go to the church. We wait, we do that again from the church and we drop that shit off. Um, at the, uh, the graveyard. Uh, but long story short, I thought it was kind of a weird job to have because I've kind of become like not, uh, not afraid of death. I guess I don't give a fuck if I die. Like first off, who cares? You know, it, 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 it's all done. I don't care. My rent's done. You know, all that shit's done. Who cares? Um, 
But I'm just the type of person that when like death maybe happens now, I'm kind of just like, oh shit, like, you know, I know where you go, right? You know, I've seen dead bodies down in the funeral home, like being, you know, put together, putting makeup on dead bodies, <laughs> trying to make them look nice, you know, for the, uh, the funeral. So I've kind of just like, be kind of come numb to death in a little bit of a way, or I kind of just saw it as more of like, uh, I don't know. All right, cool. We got to take this dead body out. <laughs> Uh, but here's one thing I'm going to say is, yo, when it comes to my funeral, when I die, right, I have specific wishes that I need to, like, that needs to happen. And it's going to be in my will. And I'm also saying it right here. So any of you motherfuckers, if I fucking die and you don't execute what I'm saying right now, first off, fuck you for real. And, because here's what it is. When I die and I have a funeral, there is going to be Molly, there is going to be music, <laughs> like, I want my death day to be more of a festival, you know what I mean, I don't want it to be sad, first off, who gives a fuck, I'm dead, who cares, I, literally, you could cry, I don't care if you cry, that's fine, you know, cry if you want to, but my whole point is, I want everybody to be rolling, you know what I mean, I want everybody to be on drugs, I want everybody to be having a good time, like, I don't even care, bro. If somebody's banging in there, that's no disrespect. I'm saying it right now. That's what I'm trying to say. Live your life. Enjoy your life. I, I want everybody there to be happy as fuck because that's what my life was. You know, it's a celebration. It's a celebration. Um, and I think it would be very weird for everybody to just show up and be fucking sad. Like, that's fucking corny as shit. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already dead. Just like, you know, scoop me over. Okay? Have a good time. <laughs> everybody's going to be rolling. There's going to be strobe lights. There's going to be fucking dance music. I just want everybody to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? And, and listen, if you want to cry, go ahead. I, I, not a big deal. And honestly, I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, if I'm rolling and like my friend died, yeah, I probably would cry a lot. You know what I mean? I'd be fucking sitting there and be like, I love you. <laughs> Fucking just rolling titties. But then like, I, you know, because I want the vibe to just be different than other funerals. You know, like everybody's like sad. I'm like, that shit's corny to me. Like if you're sad at my funeral, bro, like just know that I've made this video and I'm writing in my will like you're a pussy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like celebrate a little bit, relax. Like it's not that serious. I understand I'm not here anymore, but like, bro, think about this. There's been humans on this earth for fucking millions of years. You know what I mean? Like, like just relax. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I know it's like serious, but like, it's really not. It's not that deep. I'm six feet. <laughs> I'm six feet deep. It's not fucking 20. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm right there. If you want to come see me, go ahead. You, honestly, fuck it. You want to cremate me? You want to light me on fire? Oh, that's why we started the conversation. She was like, would you rather be cremated or would you rather be buried? And I said, I'd rather be buried because like, I want to, you know, give my body back to the earth. You know what I'm saying? Fucking decompose me, get me back in this bitch. I don't really believe in like other lives and shit. I'm really like, I believe in God, but I don't believe in the afterlife. Does that make sense? Because like God is everything here. You know what? Like what the fuck are we even doing on earth? Like what the fuck is earth? What the fuck is, is, is a creature or an animal or us? I'm not going to get into this that deep. All I'm going to say is this is I don't give a fuck about heaven or needing an afterlife or my soul surviving. Like, oh my God, Chris, you're sold. <laughs> like, no, motherfucker. I have one life. I'm right here. If I die, it's chill. If I'm alive, that's also chill. Like, I don't want to die, but I'm saying like, 
first off, if you're dead, like, let it go, bro. Game over. You know what I mean? Stop being so butthurt. You don't need heaven. You don't, you don't need a respawn. I know it's really hard for you to think that this could only be it, but just get over it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's talk about why do men do shit. Um, all right, let's lock in. Somebody sent me a question on TikTok. They responded. They said, I have a question. I was hoping you could answer on your podcast. Please don't post my name, though. Got you, bro. Uh, it was, it's a girl. <laughs> okay, so I met up with this dude at my gym because we both work out there. He was really sweet. Asked me if he wanted to go to the movies. <laughs> Whack date. <laughs> I mean, no, that's not. I'm going to let him rock. I'm going to let him rock. Uh, walked me to my car and kissed me three times. What is he? What is it? The frog? He's like, mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> Uh, added me on Facebook. That, that's how you know it's a red flag. He added you on Facebook. What is going on? Told me I was sexy as hell. <laughs> this guy is a fucking, this is amazing. Um, it, he's been really, but he's been really busy and hasn't been able to, and it hasn't been to the gym and then deleted me. <laughs> Yo, what the heck was that? I don't fucking know. You tell me. I don't, what do you? I don't even know how to give advice on that. He asked you to the movies. He walks you to your car. He kissed you three times. <laughs> Added you on Facebook, which is super sus. Um, told me I was sexy as hell, but, you know, he's busy and then he deleted me. Um, sounds to me like maybe, I don't know, if he deleted you, maybe he had a girlfriend situation. That's the only thing I can think of. If somebody does that to you and they kind of like love bomb you and it's physical fast uh, and they kiss you and they tell you that they want to hang out with you and then they don't see you and then they delete you. That sounds to me like, of course, there's somebody else has to be involved. You don't do that uh, just willy nilly. Because if you're if you're at least attractive enough for him to like, you know, talk to you and kiss you three times on the mouth, uh, the only explanation is that, in my mind, is you know something else was going on, and obviously that took precedent over. Uh, a conversation where he called you sexy as hell, you know, could, she could have found it and whatever. I asked people to finish the sentence. Why do men? All right, let's start from the bottom and we'll work our way up. Always assume we want sex. Um, I don't, I don't think men assume that you always want sex. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I mean, I guess, I guess if we're dating kind of, I would assume that, but like prior to that, no, I would say the opposite. Um, make you mad, then wonder why we're mad. I mean, y'all do that to us too. So that's 50, 50, get out of here. Uh, lie. That's too general. I don't know. Why does anybody lie? Why do you lie? Because I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna keep it a hundred out here. I'm a very honest person, right? Like that is my goal to be the most honest person that ever walked the earth, right? To never let my integrity slip. So even if I have like a friend that asked me to do something, right? And I don't want to do it. I will say, I don't want to do it. I won't say, Hey, I got a lot of work to do. Sorry. I can't. I don't make excuses. I tell you directly the honest reason why something doesn't happen. And honestly, there's a lot of times where I do feel like lying, where I feel it in my body. And I'm like, I don't really want to tell them the truth. That sounds like an uncomfortable conversation I don't want to have. But here's the thing is I recognize how hard that is for me and how much it takes to really do that. And I recognize, honestly, I'm just going to keep it real. I haven't met a lot of people like me, honest, because 
there's a level of honesty that I know most people aren't going to touch. So my whole point is this is you say men lie. Yo, women lie just as much that I, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just the facts. And, and to be honest, we just lie about different things. Uh, I think that's really what it comes down to is sometimes I feel like men will lie about their actions um, and women will lie to protect their image. So there's like a difference, right? Y'all, and, and, and tell me I'm wrong, but if something makes you look bad, you're going to lie. That's how it is. And for men, it's like, you know, sometimes they might do something that's sus and then they're going to blatantly lie because they don't want to be caught up doing that. But when it comes to their actual image, most of the time, they're a little bit better about letting it go. Now, that's everyone. Again, at the end of the day, everybody fucking lies. They do. Um, that's why I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> um, hurt women physically and emotionally. The reality is, is everybody hurts somebody at some time. We all hurt people. We all lie at times. Um, sometimes it's on purpose. And I think a lot of it is just a lack of self-awareness. You know, we're animals at the end of the day. And there's some people that really like don't have the tools and the foundation and the upbringing to really make good decisions. Or, or understand the decisions that they're even making, right? They can't see it from somebody else's perception. They're only seeing it from theirs. And their perception of the world is very limited. So they end up lying and hurting a lot of people. But again, look at their upbringing. Look at the, the tools and the foundation they've been given. A lot of the times, people that are really destructive come from destructive backgrounds. It's not an easy thing, but the reality is, is instead of blaming the world for being... I don't know, uh, or instead of blaming all men for lying and hurting and, and, and whatever, first off, recognize that everybody is guilty of that in some way. And the other thing is you got to recognize that you got to protect yourself. Point blank. This is all about boundaries here. Leave after the best day you could ever live after making you feel happy and special, especially, oh, I don't know what that means. I, I'm going to assume what happened was is sometimes you might feel like a man really enjoys this date with you. They have a great time, a great moment. And then all of a sudden they go MIA. But here's the other thing that you need to recognize ladies is this, you know, when you're on a date with somebody and you, you guys know this, you could have a good time with multiple people. I, I could have fun with a lot of different women and a lot of different people. And there's a lot of women where, again, and we just talked about this earlier in the podcast, right? Where I could have a good time and have a good moment with a girl even if I don't see her as wifey or even if I don't see her as somebody that I even want to even commit to. Because the reality is, is I'm, I could just be your friend, right? I could just be your friend, have a good time. We could make out, we could kiss, we could do whatever. Because maybe my um, objective with you is just to have a casual sexual relationship. And the hard part is, as a woman, is trying to be able to decipher whether or not that action and him having that good time actually equals him truly liking you deeper than just sex. And to be honest, it's very hard to know. The only way to actually know that answer is to be patient with the relationship. Because eventually, that motherfucker will get sick and tired of hanging out with you if y'all aren't fucking. I'm just telling you the truth. 
So the reality is, is you could have a really good time with a guy. You could have a really good date, but you don't know what he's really thinking at the end of the back of his mind. For instance, let's say I go on a date with a girl that's 21 years old. I can have a bomb time with you. It might feel like the best day ever to you. And I'm not saying it's, it's, it's even inauthentic for me. Authentically, I could have a good time with you. But the reality is, is I already know in the back of my mind that it's not going anywhere. So that decision's already made. But maybe I do want a, a casual relationship. Maybe I do just want some companionship. Maybe I do just want to hang out with you as a friend for a day. It is what it is. And I could still have a really good time with you. And then after the fact, go home and think, oh, you know, I had a good time and like, she's cool. But like, am I really going to date her? Am I really going to do anything serious for her? Nah, not really. All right, fuck it. I'm good. I'm going to keep it moving. You just got to recognize that. Fear commitment. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, fear is an interesting word in this context. I think for a long time, and, and I would say that, like, I'm a man, right? So I'm somebody that has, you know, I'm avoidant too. It's like fear and commitment is something that's really um, relevant to my life. Now, I don't think that it's necessarily fear of commitment. I think it's fear of commitment with the wrong person. I also really truly believe that it's sometimes we just really desire freedom. I, I You know what it is? Okay, I, I think this is really what it is. I think in the back of a man's mind, he doesn't want to settle down until he is complete. So in the back of his mind, again, it's not a fear of commitment. It's a fear of not being where he wants to be and then choosing a partner when he's not at his final form. So it's almost like this idea that a man feels, and of course, you know, don't get me wrong, like, you know, there's a lot of men, I would say a very good you know, amount that just generally also don't necessarily believe in true commitment, right? There's a lot of men that will flat out tell you, uh, I'm not interested in that, right? I'm not interested in monogamy uh, and a commitment of, of that caliber. I'm, I'm excluding those people. For the people that like kind of, or the men that kind of desire commitment that are open to a commitment, the reason that I feel like it scares them, again, is because they want to confirm that they are at their best when they meet you or, or when they meet their quote-unquote wife. And for a lot of men, they're not at that place of their life, right? You, you talk to a lot of young 20-year-old men. They already know in the back of their mind that they're not where they want to be yet. So the likelihood of them truly committing to you and giving you that honest commitment is not very high. Again, unless they come from a background where they, they saw healthy commitment or they appreciate commitment. Um, and it's not that you can't grow with commitment, right? You can grow with commitment. But again, a lot of people do feel, and I think a lot of men feel, that if they spend their time with a woman or they spend their time with somebody, they cannot reach that final form, right? They can't get to their destination faster. Because here's the other part of it too. Well, you're saying, well, they, they could probably get there faster with me. All right, true. So do you really want a man that's looking at you like support, which I will, I'm just going to keep it 100. A lot of men really do that, right? A lot of men are not dating because they're looking for love. A lot of men are dating because they're looking for some support to get them to where they want to go. Um, and that's the thing. That's why I said, which one do you want? Do you want to be the girl that's dated for her support? Or do you want to, or do you want him to just be honest about not being ready for commitment because he doesn't want to use you? 
You know what I'm saying? Because essentially that would would, would it be, right? And then there are some guys that are down for that. And there are some guys where I do believe that they get into some real honest commitments. But I think that's really reserved for the, the girls that have a very, very high sense of self-worth. If you are a person or a woman that does not think that they're highly attractive, does not uphold her boundaries very well, um, does not believe that she deserves a, a true honest commitment, the likelihood of you corralling a guy um, especially in that age range, I think is very slim, to be honest. I really do. Avoid vulnerability with their partner. Now, here's the thing about this one. This one's a really difficult one for men because you got to understand that sometimes we have also been taught or trained that if we provide that vulnerability to you, that it can be a turnoff, Right? masculinity is looked at sometimes like this machismo, like no emotions, leader, doesn't get phased type energy. So the problem is when you're asking him to be vulnerable, sometimes it feels like he's not able to be uh, a man in those situations. And again, the idea of a man to a lot of people, and again, I don't agree with this version of masculinity, but I think it's the worldview, um, is one that is not phased, right? Is one that doesn't show too many emotions, right? And I think that's a really tough thing. And especially when you get into a relationship, the likelihood of me confiding in you about my shame and my guilt, not very high, unless you've done the work and you trust yourself. But again, it's very hard to be vulnerable with some people because also a lot of men feel like women use that against them. And I feel like it's almost like I, sometimes you get a false vulnerability from women where y'all are not being that vulnerable either. You're asking for vulnerability, but what you're doing is, is you turn around and you tell men, oh, I love you. I want this commitment. I'm like, do you really know him that well? Are you really being truly vulnerable? Are you really telling him the things that really bother you? Are you are you creating a safe space for him that if he tells you that he feels shameful about something that you're not going to leave him? In order to create a safe space for a man to be vulnerable, you almost have to let him say these things to you or create that avenue for him to say these things and not try to fix him and not try to just make him love you or make him commit because that's not what it's about. It's about being able to hear that and understand the fact that it's been hard for him to open up. Understand the fact that most people, when he does do that, maybe doesn't um, give him that safe space and respect him. And I think that's a very, very tough thing. And when I hear this from women that uh, men are, uh, you know, avoiding vulnerability, I think it's twofold. I think on one hand, Again, it's it's men feeling like they just can't do it because they feel like if they are going to be vulnerable, it will be used against them. Also, it looks like a lack of masculinity. So it's very hard for them to express themselves uh, because of the culture that we're in. But also, I do believe that a lot of women think that they're giving men uh, an avenue to be vulnerable. But in reality, they're just asking for security from him and they don't actually give a fuck about his emotions, to be honest. You desire that security and reassurance more than you actually give a fuck about that man's feelings. 
act like children. I Listen, there's women children and there's men children. Like I said, everybody lies, everybody cheats. It's not just limited to men. You're seeing one side of the coin, but if you're feeling that energy from a lot of the men that you're feeling, you need to do some work on yourself. There needs to be some work on self-worth, some boundaries, and limiting beliefs. Not match words with actions. Same thing. Stop talking to a girl and then they come back. If they do that, they're coming back to you for comfort, point blank. You don't really matter that much because if he really truly cared about you that much, he wouldn't have moved on to somebody else. Honest. If he truly saw a, a, a lot in you like that, what happens is if, if, if something with somebody else doesn't work out and maybe you gave him that safe space, maybe you did give him a, a really good relationship, Maybe he craves that comfort and support again, but does he truly love you? I don't know about all that. Say they want a relationship, but then just want to fuck. I mean, that's just lying. That's wild. I'm sorry if that happens. But if you notice that, then cut it off. That Boundaries. Boundaries are huge. Um, drive with the seat pulled back. Because <laughs> we got a little cool. You know what I'm saying? We got a fucking ride. Say they love you, but then they breadcrumb you. Lead us on. And we're seeing a lot of that, right? Words not aligning. Here's the thing. I, I feel like with a lot of men, we get excited. We see somebody we like. Um, we want you to like you as much as you like us. It's the same thing with women. Y'all want reassurance? I think men do too. The only way that men are going to get reassurance from you is if they provide you reassurance first, right? It's almost like men understand that. And because of that, they feel like they're just going to put their quote unquote feelings out there very fast so that you feel comfortable enough to share yours with him. But you need to recognize something. If somebody is turning around and telling you that they love you, if somebody is love bombing you, if somebody's making it seem like they are so in love with you so fucking fast, that is a massive red flag. And women do this too. Oh, I'm here for you. I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. Oh no, I think we should be exclusive. Stop talking to other women. You don't know me. And the men that do it to you, they don't know you. They are saying those things to you without any basis of truth. They are saying it off of a prediction. And honestly, again, if you're saying all those things, strong feelings like that in the first couple of weeks... You're not self-aware enough. You're not taking enough time. And that's what I'm saying. It's a massive red flag, both sides. If a woman turns around and forces commitment on me right off the jump, massive red flag. Shows you have no self-worth, to be honest. I'm serious. Because y'all think, oh no, well, we should just jump into exclusivity right away. You don't even know me. Why are you attaching yourself to me so fast? It's because you don't feel comfortable with your own life. It's you're not happy and peaceful on your own. You're latching on because you don't feel comfortable. And maybe you do think I'm cool, but you don't fucking know me. Maybe you do think I'm hot, but you don't know me. Expect a girl to have nothing to offer. And when she actually has a lot going for herself, they run. Um, I think what happens there is they're just really uncomfortable with that, right? They're uncomfortable with a strong woman. A lot of men can get very uncomfortable when you are doing better than him, point blank. And the reason that that is, is because we're egotistical creatures. We want to be the leader. We want to be the hero. 
And if you're doing so well and you're doing quote unquote better than me, I feel emasculated, right? Men feel emasculated. So if he runs away because you're doing good, just understand that in his mind, it's shame and it's guilt. It's shame and it's guilt and it's fear. Start a new relationship with someone while still in a serious relationship. I mean, that's cheating. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, if that happens, what do we, I mean, yo, you want to say that, but how many women need a lifeline before they leave a relationship? I think it's way more than when men do it to keep it real. A lot of women don't feel safe being on their own. So what do they do? Most women to leave a relationship when they know that they don't love the guy or that they don't appreciate that guy, they, they will find somebody else as an exit strategy. Keep it 100 out here. Cheat and regret it. Well, I think it's possible for a man to do that because to be honest, there's a lot of times that um, a man can make a mistake, a woman can make a mistake, and I'm not saying that cheating is allowed. My whole point is he, he can actually regret cheating because maybe he didn't recognize that in the moment that he didn't really have a benefit from doing that. And it can be an actual regret. But the thing is, you can't accept that. I, unfortunately, unfortunately, you have to be the person that makes him learn his lesson. Because if you accept that, to be honest, he's going to continue to do it. And if he truly cares and he truly loves you, he will go and do the work and come and get you eventually. Please talk about marriage more. Dating is fun, but marriage is the real work. You're not fucking wrong. This is why I'm a dating coach <laughs> and not a marriage coach. Because uh, being single is hard. Meeting a partner is hard. I think they're two different processes, right? Uh, a relationship, uh, a real marriage takes a lot of sacrifice, takes a long time, takes two people that are going to be willing to overcome conflict, that are going to be willing to overcome changes in each other. And that is something that is very difficult. But my specialty is more focusing on the, the beginning aspect of that. Uh, as soon as you get into that long-term commitment, good luck. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not easy to maintain over the long run, but I think it takes a lot of self-development, a lot of self-awareness, a lot of accountability in order to get to that place with somebody. Why do men hit you up to fuck when they have a whole girl they're dating? Because to be honest, um, a lot of men cheat. Let's be honest, right? It is what it is. There's a lot of people that are in commitments that they truly don't actually care about. And this is why we think relationships are so great. But in reality, there's a lot of people that are in relationships where, where both parties are unhappy or the man is unhappy or the woman is unhappy. And they're just doing it because they want the image or they want the support. Avoid those people. I'm sorry. Are there going to be, they're going to be out there. They're going to be out there. Why do straight men act so gay? No lie. <laughs> I don't know. I love my fucking bros, dog. What you fucking mean? Get off my back. I'll suck my guys. <laughs> Are so stubborn and leave a woman even though they like her. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that. Because if I truly love you, um, I'll only leave you if I need to uphold my boundaries on something. If I feel that there's something in the relationship that is not serving me, that is the only time I will leave somebody that I truly do like and love. I'm not just going to leave you and I, and I like you. For what? But honestly, the only other reason I would say is maybe a guy that's a little bit more immature. Again, this can go back to 
him not feeling like he is enough, him feeling very shameful, very guilty, maybe about not being enough for you. And I feel like that's not talked about enough is bro. There's, there's a lot of shame that men feel that again, we don't express our emotions. We don't talk to other guys about this shit a lot either. So sometimes it's very hard to deal with those feelings. Imagine the woman that you're dating, right? She is constantly telling you that she wants changes from you, constantly telling you that she needs more from you. And in the back of your mind, feeling like you can't be that for her, or you see her strength and realize or feel like in the back of your mind that you cannot live up to the request or feel like I can't do enough for her that she's going to find another guy that is better than me. And do you think he wants to share that with you? Do you think he wants to turn around and tell the girl that he likes and loves that he doesn't feel like he's enough for you? And you don't create that safe space for him. And you don't create it by constantly telling him that he needs to change. And when you constantly tell a guy that he needs to change, what does he do? He feels guilty. He feels shameful. He feels like he's not enough, but he doesn't know how to express that emotionally. So what does he do? He shuts down. He shuts down because he doesn't know how to tell you that he doesn't feel like enough because if he felt like he told you that he didn't feel like enough, that you wouldn't care, that you would leave him, that you still wouldn't ride with him because it's hard to tell you. How do you tell a woman that your wife, your girlfriend, the person that you love, that you don't feel like you're enough for them as a man? All right, let's get into the voice questions. What I would like to know is why do men cheat and feel like they can get away with it? Um, why does anybody cheat, to be honest? Uh, I, I, you know, we, we talked about this on a previous podcast. I think a lot of men, um, we aren't very responsible with our sexual charge. We're not very responsible with... Um, even understanding our own self and our own emotions, a lot of men don't do a lot of work on themselves. A lot of men don't talk to other men. A lot of men do not seek out help to understand why they do the things that they do. And a lot of men also don't even care to do those things. So with that being said, if you find somebody that is like that, somebody that cheats, whatever, these are people you need to avoid. I'm sorry. You're not here to save other people. You're not. And if they are willing to change, they're going to be coming to you asking you for help. But if they are not doing that and they are doing what they want, why these are not, you should not fuck with these people. But the thing is, if you continue to fuck with somebody that you already know is a dead end or is a cheater or somebody that has lied to you, it's on you now. It's on you now. For real. I kind of just want to get your opinion on this. I double booked myself this past weekend where my friend was having a housewarming party from three to whatever time. And the day earlier in the week I had reserved to spend time with my boyfriend my friend had hit me up on let's say Thursday or Friday and was like hey like just to confirm this is what's going on at this time and like it's only girls whatever the case may be um and my boyfriend ended up getting really upset and telling me how he felt like I ditched him so I ended up going to my friend's housewarming for about two and a half hours and came back to hang out with him and then I got a call from my friend later on that day how she was disappointed in my behavior and how she feels like I'm settling and how I'm um, babying this man and trying to accommodate to him when I felt like I was trying to balance out both things by attending her housewarming and coming back to hang out with him as I'm not able to hang out with him 
more than about two times to week two times a week because I'm in nursing school. I just wanted to get your perspective on like what you think a guy would say in this situation and like if I'm like letting him get upset for no reason. Um now okay I understand why he might have been upset. Again, you double booked, right? So both parties were expecting you to be at that event. Now, to me, you did the right thing. You sh- you made an effort for both parties to show up. And sometimes this is what happens, but the reality is, is you got to know your truth. Your truth is, is you did everything in your power to make sure that you showed up for them and for him. And for either of those parties to be upset at you for, for making a choice like that is not fair to you. And it's a projection of their own, uh, fears and feelings, to be honest. Um, him being upset about you double booking, it is what it is. If he's a little upset that you booked twice, you know, I I think both parties have a little bit of a right to maybe feel anger. Now, does that mean you need to feel anger? Does that mean you need to feel upset? No, you all it's, it's about empathy, right? It's about understanding. Okay. Hey. I understand my boyfriend's upset. I I booked this time with him. Uh, And I understand my friend is upset. I also booked that time with her. And they both expected me to be with them all day, whatever it was. Do I think either party's in the wrong? No. Are they upset for having that? Now, here's the thing. You being a a functionally, emotionally intelligent, healed person, have the self-worth and understanding that you did the best that you could. You gave them both the amount of time that you felt was appropriate. And that's where it ends. If your friend wants to complain and bitch, no offense, let her complain. Let her be upset and say, listen, I'm really sorry you feel that way. I did my best to show up and I I gave you as much time as I felt that I could. He's not running your life. Again, you've made a commitment to both things and you showed up for both. So if both are going to be upset, you need to understand this is boundaries, right? This is being able to be a functional. This is what's hard about life. This is going to happen to a lot of people. It's about having uncomfortable conversations. But here's the other thing. It's about not taking on their emotions as if you are responsible for that. You are not. It's about understanding why they have the emotion, showing compassion. Hey, I really appreciate, I I love you. I understand why you would want me to stay, right? But being assertive still. But I made the choice that I felt was best. I double booked. I apologize for that. I did make a commitment with him as well. So that's why I showed up for him and to you. Leave it right there. That's it. No other explanation. She wants to bitch and complain. No offense. That's on her. She's going to get over it. And if she doesn't get over it, that's not your true friend to keep it real. And with your boyfriend, same deal, right? If he feels some type of way and still upset about you making an effort for both, let him cry like a baby for real. But again, I'm being not compassionate. (laughs) I want you in this situation to be compassionate, right? Hey, I understand why you're upset, why I went to my friend's house, but I made a plan with her, so I'm going to show up to her house. I appreciate you. That is the power of somebody that is self-confident, has a high sense of self-worth, isn't afraid to challenge people and be assertive about their truth. You know what your truth is. A lot of the times we have a tendency to people please. And again, it's an, it's okay to understand their position. It's okay to be empathetic. It's okay. I mean, honestly, I want you to understand why they are upset, right? But do not let their emotions inflict your judgment. Do not let their emotions, their problems uh, take you away from your truth. You know what your truth is. You are the judge. You know you better than uh, anybody else knows you. You did what you felt was appropriate. Stick to it. 
stick to it. And you did do the right fucking thing. Rock with that for real. All right. That is my podcast. Uh, I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, yeah. You know, if you want to coach with me or you want to work with me, you know, go to my website, apply. Um, outside of that, I love you all. Do the things that make you happy. Uh, take responsibility for your choices. Um, there's no such thing as have or had. The world is not against you. Other people are not against you. The circumstances are not against you. Take responsibility for everything in your life and be proactive. Find solutions. Don't focus on the problems and everything's going to be okay. All right. I love you. Bye.